Hey, what's going on, friends and fam? It's John, and it's time for the J-Mark cast for Monday, November 7th. What's going on? How are you? I'm sure that you're doing better than I am, as you can tell from my nasally voice. I've gotten sick, just a regular cold. Last week on Monday and Tuesday, my kid was supposed to go to daycare, but did not go because everybody else from daycare was sick. And then he went on Wednesday, and I guess some of the kids came back, got him sick. Then on Thursday, he was sick, and on Friday, he got me sick, and we visited uh, my brother who lives out in Ottawa, and we got him sick as well. <laughs> so quite the uh, roller coaster. Had a great time, though, visiting up uh, to Ottawa with my son, actually. Uh, both of us did the uh, four-plus-hour drive to um, up to the boonies there, up to Ottawa, and it act for the three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, it turned out to be not that bad. Uh, I was expecting it to be a lot harder, but my son's got, uh, you know, he's a bit of a lazy kid, so he doesn't mind sitting around too much. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he's got a good attention span, so he can kind of just uh, look out the window and just see all the cool things out there and, and not be too bothered. I had some music playing. I had some, uh, uh, at, at points, I had some uh, Harry Potter audiobook playing at some points as well. He seems to like listening to that as well. So didn't, the road trip was not too bad. Then um, had a great time in Ottawa hanging out with my brother. We checked out some nice kind of trails to walk on. We went to actually um, outside of um, Ottawa to Gatineau, Gatineau Park, beautiful park. We went to a, a, a trail that led to Pink Lake there and it was it was beautiful. I posted some pictures on my Instagram if anyone got a chance to see it. And so yeah, that was the weekend. Oh yeah, and of course, can't forget uh, the fifth of November was on Saturday. So of course, remember remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot, treason and plot. Uh, so we uh, celebrated Guy Fox Day by uh, watching V for Vendetta sick movie looking back on that movie it's like funny because at the time you watch it when it first came out you're like oh man they're depicting like depicting like this authoritarian like world that like would is like almost unimaginable to live in and then it's like oh wait they nailed <laughs> the future pretty much <laughs> not pretty not like exactly of course it's a little bit exaggerated in the, in the, in the movie obviously but it's not far off it's not far off from today's time so interesting watch uh really enjoyed that anyways i'm not gonna keep talking for too long today just because i feel like garbage and i just wanted to get this done and out uh because last week i ended up uh slipping and only releasing it the episode on tuesday and my plan is to have these out every monday so before the night's out tonight i'm just gonna finish a very short podcast and uh, have it out so that uh, I don't have a streak of two episodes in a row doing that. Let's do a quick little Bitcoin update. Let's see where we at. We are on block height 762,190. Price of one Bitcoin is trading at $2,508 US dollars. That is one US dollar will buy you 4,876 Satoshis. Remember that Satoshis are the smallest subunit a Bitcoin can be broken down into. One Bitcoin equals 100 million Satoshis, or SATs for short. If you wish to buy Bitcoin or SATs, 
and you live in Canada, then I su- suggest that you use ShakePay. They're a Canadian exchange that takes low fees, easy to use, and I do have a referral code in the description of this podcast, uh, which I believe gives you a $10 reward if you spend your first $100 to buy Bitcoin. So feel free to use that or not, up to you. All right, so just to finish off today's podcast, I'm going to share a thread from Saifedean Amus, who is the author of The Bitcoin Standard and The Fiat Standard. The Fiat Standard is the book from which I read a couple of uh, excerpts for the podcast, and he's a great follow on Twitter if you use that platform. And this is the most recent, uh, one of the most recent threads he's uh, written about. He goes, he's talking about, uh, when money is a shitcoin, everything becomes a shitcoin, meaning that money's lost its ability to accrue value over time because obviously through inflation it's becoming more worthless and the purchasing power is lost. And so to give an example of this, he talks about Facebook and Facebook stock. So Facebook IPO'd. So IPO, I think, stands for Initial Public Offering. That's when it first went into you know, the stock exchange and you could buy st- its stock or whatever. So first IPO 10 and a half years ago and is up 146% since. So I think the it has lost a lot of value recently. Like it had, it was in the high, like freaking 350, close to 200 bucks per, per stock. Now it's like all the way down to like 90, mid nineties. But when it first, you know, started, when it first IPO'd, it was like, whatever, 30, maybe 40 bucks. So it's, you know, done pretty well compared to like the start 10 and a half years ago, 146%. And he goes, let's see how that compares to money supply growth and rise in housing prices. Based on Zillow, housing in America's 10 largest cities has appreciated at 8.5% per year over the past 10 years. Extrapolating to 10 and a half years, that's 136% increase. So remember the Facebook uh, stock price has been up 146% in 10 and a half years. And now with the data, we're seeing that there was 136% in increase in housing prices. Meta, one of the, or Facebook, one of the largest or biggest success stories of the last decade barely beats that. There you go. In the same period, the US dollar M2, first of all, what is M2? M2 is a measure of the money supply that includes cash, checking deposits, and easily convertible near money. So just easy to think of it as just a money supply that matters anyways. So it goes, in the same period, US dollar money supply and imperfect measure, M2 money supply and imperfect measure of money supply has gone up from 9.9 trillion to 21.5 trillion, or 117% increase. Meta has has revolutionized media, advertising, and politics. It took an enormously bold and well-researched investment thesis to invest in it at IPO and hold through more than a year underwater, and yet it still can barely beat appreciation in house prices. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know, I guess... When when it I mean like I remember when Facebook first was available on the stock market like I wasn't really investing or anything but I was thinking like why would anyone buy Facebook stock like 
they don't they don't even make money like what's the point of course like it ended up being a good investment but you know all things considered you had to like you know go through a year and a half of it like going down a lot then you get to now and even though it was up quite significantly now it's back down to a point where it's just barely beating money supply inflation anyways choosing to save and meta or facebook out of thousands of stocks seemed like a genius move two years ago but now it barely allows you to maintain your purchasing power it required a full-time job to identify the thesis and research it compromising your ability to earn an income being productive this is an important point because saving is basically impossible at this point. You can't simply save money because your money goes to shit. It, go, it just gets inflated away and becomes less valuable. So then you got to invest that money into certain things. You got to spend the time investing in things and hoping that you make the right investment because you can't just, you know, willy-nilly throw your money everywhere because what if you make the wrong investment, right? So then you got to spend your time not only doing the thing that you're doing to earn money, but you also have to spend it um, researching on what you should be investing your money into. And so that forces you to become less productive naturally, right? Like you can't, there's only 24 hours in a day. If you're not spending it being productive, then you're also spending it to see what you can uh, invest in so you don't lose the money you've earned. Anyway, back to Saifedean, he says... In quotations, inflation is not a problem because you can just invest in stocks, end quote, the fiat bros assure us. But investing in stocks is a highly risky gamble, exactly what I just said, dependent on countless political and economic factors beyond just a company's performance, which itself requires extensive study. Meanwhile, three years ago, under easy monetary policy, Facebook execs had so much money they could contemplate an enormous, expensive pivot to the metaverse. Today, they had to lay off thousands of workers. To paraphrase Hayek, Hayek being Friedrich Hayek, who is a well-known um, economist and philosopher. He's written a book, um, Road to Stur Serfdom, The Road to Serfdom. He's written a bunch of other books. He's won a Nobel Prize in economics. Not that that means very much anymore, given that Ben Bernanke was the last guy to get that award. So <laughs> anyways, moving on. Uh, Seyfedean says, to paraphrase Hayek, if the central bank plans, nobody else can plan. Yep. With hard money, there is no such thing as a monetary policy. The price of every good is determined by supply and demand and the price of every stock by its fundamentals. People can save safely Investors can study one company completely, and companies can plan rationally. Yeah, exactly. So if we didn't have central banks like distorting everything money-wise, then we could safely save without worrying about the fact that our money is going to become worthless in the future. And people who do have extra money, that could actually then take the time and study one company see if it actually fits like the fundamentals that they're looking for for a company to um, like uh, invest in. And then the companies themselves, like they would not have to worry about having to pay large sums of money for like interest on their loans or whatever. And instead, they could actually know that 
they're going to have this amount of money for the X amount of time in the future so they can plan in a way that makes sense to grow the company in a direction they want to without having to worry about the fact that all things are going to change and the future is uncertain. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. I don't want to talk too much more because as you can tell, uh, the nasal passages are just getting (laughs) smaller and smaller as the time passes into the into the night anyways thank you for listening everybody appreciate your time appreciate you appreciate the j mark cast fam everyone who's listened to any episode all the way to the end this final part appreciate it very much hope you have a great week and as always stay active be grateful j mart out